The Burden of Proof, my weekly market review, December 17th, 2023. Stocks had another terrific week, boosted by the interest rate cut friendly tone of the Federal Reserve and its chair, Jerome Powell, on Wednesday. The S&P 500 moved higher for the seventh consecutive week, something it hasn't done since 2017. The Nasdaq 100 ended the week at a new all-time record high, something that would have seemed unthinkable a year ago at the end of a catastrophic 2022. The best performing stocks last week, however, were the small caps. Monday saw stocks move higher to further new 2023 highs, with the generic all-encompassing indexes like the S&P 500 following through strongly on the momentum from the end of the previous week on the back of continued hopes for a bending but not breaking economy and optimism about the following day's inflation report. Some profit-taking following recent surges in tech and small-cap stocks caused the performances of the Nasdaq 100 and the Russell 2000 indexes, respectively, to lag somewhat over the course of the session. Before the opening bell on Tuesday, we learned that the Consumer Price Index, CPI, measure of retail inflation, is starting to show a few signs of stickiness, notably in areas such as rent, medical care and car insurance. Consumer prices rose 3.1% year-on-year, with the all-important core number, which excludes food and energy prices, rising 0.3% in November for a 4% annualized rate, unchanged from the previous month's reading. While this mixed bag did not seriously damage Wall Street's expectation for early 2024 interest rate cuts, it didn't exactly support it either. With the Fed interest rate decision, Powell's press conference and the publication of the dot plot looming the next day, the market initially seemed reluctant to take a stand one way or the other based on the CPI data during Tuesday's session. But then investors did what they have consistently been doing lately and defaulted to looking on the bright side of things. And stocks eventually moved higher again, deeper into record high territory for 2023. The big day finally arrived on Wednesday. Obviously, there was no change made to interest rates for the third meeting in a row, no surprise there, but both the language from Powell at his press conference and the publication of the Fed's quarterly dot plot were pleasant surprises to those yearning for a swift end to the Fed's recent restrictive policies. Powell finally signaled that the cycle of monetary tightening that has whipsawed markets and the economy for the last couple of years is, to all intents and purposes, over. He notably did not seem to push back on the idea of the death of the higher for longer narrative, or the hope of multiple interest rate cuts in 2024. Indeed, he even kind of embraced it. Traders also cheered the tweet to the dot plot, which showed most Fed officials now anticipating a reduction of three quarters of a percent in the Fed funds rate next year, a much sharper pace of cuts than indicated back in September. Stocks immediately screamed higher, turbocharged by a solid fall in Treasury interest rates. Mortgage rates dipped back below 7%. The S&P 500 broke up through 4,700, and the Nasdaq extended its 2023 surge to over 50%. Small cap stocks had an even better day. On Thursday, U.S. stock markets initially rocketed higher again 
on a momentum follow-through from Super Wednesday, as it was already becoming known, within 24 hours, with small caps once again taking the lead. As the day wore on, though, signs emerged of exhaustion and some profit-taking in what was clearly a short-term overbought market, and the indexes finished only modestly higher. The European Central Bank, ECB, and Bank of England, BOE, followed the Fed's lead as expected, both holding the line and leaving their interest rates unchanged. The messaging was very different, though. If Powell was the US market's jolly Santa on Wednesday, happy to entertain the idea of rate cuts, ECB President Christine Lagarde and BOE Governor Andrew Bailey were far more grinchy in their statements. Interviewed on CNBC on Friday morning, New York Fed President John Williams tried to pour a little cold water on the inferno of optimism by calling the idea of a March 2024 interest rate cut premature and bizarrely even seemed to deny some of what Powell had quite clearly said on Wednesday. Strange as it was, Williams' statement did succeed in removing some of the froth and the S&P 500's six-day winning streak finally came to an end as it eased a fraction. However, the Nasdaq 100 still managed to advance to finish the week at its new all-time record high. Stock markets are in full-on party mode, with little appearing able to derail a march higher recently. Earnings are growing again. Former lagging sectors like real estate and financials are rallying hard, playing solid catch-up. Lagging styles and investing disciplines like small-cap value and high-dividend stocks are rewarding the poor managers who've had to sit and watch the Magnificent Seven stocks soak up all the gains and headlines in the first 10 months of the year. Even international stocks are going higher. Investors right now very firmly believe that one growth won't slow materially, and two, the Fed will cut rates in March or May. In the short term, meaning before year end, this strong belief is the market's superpower because it allows investors to safely ignore anything that contradicts that narrative, as long as it doesn't contradict it too strongly. Last week's CPI report was a perfect example. Headline inflation barely declined and core CPI literally didn't decline at all and is still running at double the Fed's target, 4% versus 2%. Yet stocks didn't mind and took off because the report didn't provide a negative enough surprise to break the current belief in one, a soft landing and two, imminent and meaningful interest rate cuts. However, as we start 2024 with a clean slate, and investors will have to start thinking properly again about economics, earnings, and elections, the burden of proof will shift to the bulls. And the whole concept of, as long as news is not disastrous, then it's really good, will not cut it anymore once the New Year's celebrations are done. Pivots like the one we just saw only work once, and the Fed just used it.